I took over the Mama Tried Flat Out Friday podcast while I was in Milwaukee for Mama Tried. They have a podcast that's a little bit more pro than mine, if you will. They got cameras and shit. Anyways, we filmed this podcast as well, so you can go to their YouTube channel and see it all in video form, like you're hanging out in the green room at the rave, the Eagles ballroom. It was sick. Uh, for this one, I sat down with Bare Knuckle Paul from Bare Knuckle Performance, who prides himself and his brand in making shit in America. So we talk about that, but we also talk about a bunch of crazy shit, dude. You know, shit that, you know, like fucking dolphins. Uh, he had a good story about tra traveling on choppers. It was good. It's always fun sitting down with Paul. Go check out him and everything he does at bareknuckleperformance.com. Let's get into this podcast. This podcast, like all podcasts, is brought to you by mcshoptees.com, your t-shirt of the month club. The only way to support every local motorcycle shop. Dude, each month we feature a different shop, do a one-off, limited print, limited run t-shirt that's only available to subscribers. This month's featured shop is Speed Deluxe. And if you're not signed up or you weren't signed up before the beginning of April, you are not getting one of these shirts, Okay. Just not possible. Unless, unless you're signed up as a subscriber when I do the leftover sale. That happens once a year, you know, sometimes at the same time, sometimes at different times. But uh, you can go sign up now. If you'll sign up before the end of the month, next month's featured shop is Indian Larry Motorcycles, which, you know, comes full circle. Back to Paul uh, from Bare Knuckle Performance. I got to go to Nepal thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa last year. I got to spend time with Paul and Bobby Seeger and Darren McKeegan, and a bunch of other badass individuals. Um, and next month, we are featuring Indian Larry Motorcycles, which Bobby Seeger has kept that torch alive. You know, he worked with uh, Larry before we lost him and uh, has just kept it going, building parts right here in America, you know, just like Paul. So go to mcshoptees.com, sign up before the end of this month to guarantee you get an Indian Larry T-shirt. The art was done by Darren McKeague. That's right, dude. We had a good time in Nepal thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. And, uh, you know, we're just, just making these relationships grow, you know. So uh, if you want to support this show but you don't want any fucking T-shirts, go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com and sign up now. Oh, or go to the Patreon support link where you can donate five bucks a month. That's right. Five bucks keeps this show on the road just like Lowbrow Customs helped keep my chopper on the road. That's right. Each month I give away a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs to some lucky Patreon subscriber. Uh, dude, Lowbrow supports me and they'll support you too. They got awesome customer service and, you know, they stock it all. So check them out. Um, at the end of the year, for every $5 you donate through the Patreon, I am going to put your name in a hat, and I'm going to give away an expedition thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. That's right. They do expeditions in Mongolia, India, Nepal, and they're looking at more locations to grow that resume. Anyways, I've done a couple of trips to Nepal, and they've been amazing. And if you don't want to wait on winning a trip, go to MotorcycleSherpa.com and sign up now for the November 1st through the 13th Ride to the Heavens. 
yeah, I'm going to be on that one. You can go ride in Nepal. This is going to be my last time in Nepal. So if you wanted to do Nepal with Danger Dan, this is your last chance. And this trip is going to fill up, and it is already filling up fast. So go ahead, get your deposit in, and make it happen. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait to ride Nepal again with you. So, oh man, now that I've gotten all that out of the way, there's some shows that are coming up. EDR is coming up in San Felipe, Mexico, thanks to Built Well. Uh, after that, we got the Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival, which is actually, I think, where I met our guest for the first time at the Bling Cycles Invitational. He's one of the invited builders a few years ago. Um, <clears throat> Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival happens at Hurricane at Loretta Lynn's Ranch in Hurricane Mills, Tennessee. Dude, hell of a builder lineup, hell of a music lineup, and you're going to get a chance to ride Pan America's off-road. Test ride them like, like you've never been able to do before anywhere. So meet me in Tennessee at the Motorcycle Music Revival. Follow them on the gram for more information. After Tennessee, May, June... Texas, you know, there's a lot more coming up. Just stay tuned to the podcast for more information. Uh, yeah, that's it. Let's get into this podcast with Bare Knuckle Performance, where I take over the Mama Tried Flat Out Friday podcast. And if the audio is not enough, go to their YouTube channel and watch this video in full. Uh, it was edited down by Brian over at Geared Science. Anyways, enjoy this podcast. This is Danger Dan, and you are watching the Mama Tried Flat Out Friday podcast brought to you by Harley Davidson. Hey, Paul. Yo. Dude, thanks for joining me. Well, Since you, you showed up, I got a bell helmet for you. Really? Since, since Pat didn't show up. I get two of them? No, I get two of them. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say me and Pat had to share a helmet. <laughs> no, dude. It would have been handy last night if you'd had a full face. <laughs> no kidding. I was looking forward to racing you I was you looking out forward there. to it, too. I mean, it... You it, took my move, though. What, try and take the whole pack out well, on you the first shut the turn? Guy, you shut the guy's engine off. That was a good move. Yeah, dude. I like that. Haley's bike, it didn't have a, uh, like, a... A fin sticking off, like it was just a round. So you said, like, grab it. Yeah, so I was like, I was like, that's a good one, you know, yeah. to get rid of that little, just to make it a little bit more difficult. I have to remember that. I mean, I'm going to do it to my mini bike when I get home. Yeah. Just to make it a little bit more difficult. Yeah. That was fun though. No, no better offense than a good defense. Mm -hmm. Is that what it is? Defense, offense, whatever. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Dude, it's no fun. full face helmet. I mean, come on. Dude. What were you thinking? I mean, um, what kind of savage shows up to a race with a three-quarter inch helmet not protecting your face? I don't know. I had the right one in my hand. You're like, I'm going to protect it now from that camera. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot they were on. You're filming. I got you, dude. No, it's new to me, too. Yeah. I don't normally It's do cool, this. though. It'll be great. Uh, that's why I did the suit. I'm like, I dude, if we're known. stepping it up, I'm stepping it up, you know? Next time. What, what, what did you wish you would have known? That I we were going to have good. suits on. I oh, feel like yeah. I'm underdressed. Am I supposed to tell people what if I'm going to sure dress up? That's twice in a row now. Two wardrobe fails for me. Damn. Helmet, yeah, it's helmet yesterday, one, and, dude. Helmet yesterday and the suit today. Uh -huh. Well, how's the show up there? It's great, dude. Yeah. It's so good. Have you not been up there yet? I mean, not since Jam really is as packed off. as it's ever been. No way. Bikes are as good as they've ever been. The bikes are sick, dude. Yeah, What's your bikes. favorite pick out there on the floor? I haven't seen all of them yet, though, but there's a pretty, pretty cool little. Uh, Almost digger style panhead out in front of our booth. Yeah, pretty cool. I didn't even see who who built it yet. 
Um, just dude, it's the classic mama tried though. It's a little bit of everything. Everything. Vintage race bikes, newer race bikes, European stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, some oddities, a lot of choppers. Yeah, a lot of cool shit. There's a stock bike up there. A stock. I mean, normally when there's a stock bike, it's like an old bike, right? Like a restoration. Oh, you mean like a brand new? Yeah, but my Pan America's up there. Which one? Oh, the, the oh, one you got taking. the other one up there well, too. I, no, it's not up there. Oh, it's not up no, there. No. Well, but, the old. Uh, I just thought it's funny, like no, to have that so bike there. up there. It's like I know. There's nothing really custom done to so it. So there's somebody know? came around and asked, like they did a little interview with me and Mike. Just on cool bikes that are in the show, you know? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, they told us to come talk to you. And they're like, you got anybody else? I'm like, you got to talk to Dan because he's got one of the coolest bikes with one of the coolest stories in the building. <laughs> I think Charlie's bike's here too. Isn't Charlie's it? bike is up yeah. there, dude. And he's a legend. That motherfucker rode here. Yeah. First he went around the world and then he rode he, here. Yeah. You know what I love about Charlie? Like, he does that whole big thing. And then when his bike gets back to Mexico, he puts it back together and he doesn't just ride to Boulder. He takes like another 5,000 mile trip around, just another lap around the country and then goes home. He's a maniac. I love him. That's the best. That dude's a fucking nah, savage. He's got the dude. best life. Fucking it's savage. Great. Yeah. I don't You're know. You're not doing man. so bad. I don't know, man. He didn't even have suspension. Like, I thought the way I did it was pretty nice. Like, that's the, the full yeah. suspension. I got fucking windshield. Like, I had no idea I was going to enjoy all that stuff so much. Yep. It's fucking it's insane. Nice it's insane, yeah, it's dude. it's a nice bike. I'm looking. We've got one coming in this week. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, got a, got a pretty decent hookup, so we're going we're gonna to go a little different route with ours. But I feel like that bike, we're talking about the Pan America, if people listening didn't know. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good adventure bike, but it's just a great street bike. It's got so much potential in so All many directions. Place, every direction. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying I don't want to chop one. It'd be kind of cool, too. Dude, so when I first got that, you know, the first ride was to Tennessee for the Red right. Lens. Yep. Tennessee Motorcycle Music Revival happening in May at some point. Uh, the whole way there, that's all I could think about was like, dude, yeah. I fucking, dude, you could, all you got to do is get rid of the suspension in the back and build like just something to hold a wheel off the motor. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. even use the front end. Like, I yeah. mean, you could do a chopper out of that pretty fucking that easily, such a great bike. dude. Fast bike. And it would be so fucking rad to be on that, just planted in the back. Yeah. You know, just. I'm with you. you never know. I mean, but I don't if know. If anybody's much. listening and wants a Pan Am chopper, get a hold of me. What's, we'll I mean, have, I don't know any, I can't think of any examples where somebody's built a chopper out of like something that doesn't have a frame like that, right? Where you just. I've seen some Ducatis it. and stuff like that where, yeah, where the. The engine's part of the the frame, basically, the chassis. There's a few of them out there. Yeah, I imagine It's not it common. Yeah. Not common at all. It was cool talking to Brad earlier and him, just talking about the process, how the, you know, went from an idea mm-hmm. all the way to, you know, something on the ground. It seemed like they probably did more work on just getting the, uh, their, their uh, communicating to the customers that they already had that this was, like, not that different from what they've always done you know Mm -hmm. like there was a lot of thought into that aspect you know and then building something that like still represented everything they've done up until now right i'm like fuck you guys nailed it dude yeah they're great i mean and the potential for the aftermarket on that bike is so fucking strong dude a lot yeah we've been seeing it from the get-go like there's so like 
especially compared to every other adventure bike on the market. You know, like you got a BMW. Nobody's going to build a BMW front end to put on that. You know, you're not going to put a different take on it. Right. You're not going to put a different, like, there is there a fairing on this? It's just a windshield, right? Just a windshield, yeah. There's a lot of body work up there, but it kind of turns it, acts as a fairing, but it's not like the the Pan Am. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff that could be done. I think there's one up there now, isn't there? I haven't haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I know that there's supposed to be a couple of them here, I thought. So what are you going to do? You're going to make, like, a Street Fighter out of it? Yeah, we're going to make it kind of a naked. we got some really cool upgrades Mm -hmm. that we're going to do. Um, I don't know how much you want to talk about, but we're doing some uh, protective gear and we're doing some, we'll have some adventure stuff and we'll have some like street stuff. Yeah. So we've got, we're going to have like, basically you can buy as buy our parts as a kit to turn it into a street bike, a street fighter type bike where it's naked. Really? You can do like a whole fucking kit. Yeah. So you can buy each part individually or the whole kit, you know, which would be three to five pieces, depending on which one you go with. Um, one is going to be a rear seat delete. Mm-hmm. With a new back, you know, so you'll retain the stock front seat, but then there'll be like a little pad that goes into the back of the, you know, the tail section we're making. So it'll look, you know, just be a much smaller and lighter uh, configuration oh, and just wow. make it, it, it looks really cool. We, we It's all being done out of uh, bent aluminum. So you can anodize it, powder coat it, polish it, you know, and it, it, it looks really cool. Just reusing as much stock stuff as possible, but just losing a little bit of weight and just making it look kind of cool um then we're working with a local guy we'll have more information on that one soon we're working with a local guy on the seat part of it um and then you know just the typical stuff like risers and some foot peg stuff and um we got some covers that we're going to redo you know like you know the chain cover and that kind of stuff up towards the transmission. We're going to redo a lot of that. That big piece of plastic covering the sprocket. Yeah, and then, you know, the bottom, we're going to do some protective gear for the mm-hmm. other line. So. Yeah, when I first reached out to you, I mean, there was one thing I wanted is like that, that just the front. The only thing that I had a problem with the on biggest. the whole trip was just yeah. covering the radiator with mud and not doing its job. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about it more the other day. It's like, you know, that was just one of the sacrifices in the design. I wish yeah. I would have talked to Brad about that. Uh, you know, every other bike has just got them out to the side, up top, yeah. not right behind the front wheel. Right. Well, one thing Harley does is they probably more than other companies is they, I think they, they try to maintain a certain design aesthetic because their customer base is very design, you know, very uh, aesthetic oriented. Like they want it to look like a Harley or they want it, you know what I mean? They don't yeah. want, a lot of times function and form have to be on the same level. Whereas some other manufacturers, the function takes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is more important to them than the form. The Harley, I think they try to do, they try to keep those on a level. However, before I left your house on the bike, you told me, and we could see all the, just from you, the short ride home was it 20, 30 miles from your, the dealership to your house mm-hmm. full of pebbles full of sand full of just from your driveway basically yeah well then i took it you know six or eight hundred miles home and a lot of it was off-road a lot of it was on gravel and it just it gets nasty fast and luckily it was in the winter time it was you know january 1st when i did that so it wasn't as hot as it could be but i can imagine the issues you would have if it were hot and you're packing your radiator that full of mud. Yeah. If you're in South America and packing yeah. the radiator. Full I mean, I was cleaning it with water out of ditches, yep. just finding hoses on the side. One thing that's good about there is a lot of those gas stations down there, like, they're kind of like what I 
imagine the gas stations in America used to be like, where there's like a full lube station as well. Sure. So the gas stations have like, like a garage, a garage like attached to it where right. you can do some work on the, or really they have people to do the work. It's not, you know. So they had stuff yeah. like water. A water hose was easy to find. Uh, but that's not, that's not ideal. You'd rather keep that shit out of your radiator. Yeah, I mean, you can go a long way on one tank of gas before you make it to right. another gas station yeah. again. Right. Uh, you know, and one thing it also made me do is just fucking stop every once in a while. Check it out. Take a look at it. Well, just... Or just let it cool off. Yeah, just let it co- yeah. cool off. But it was just like a... I mean, I'm stopping in fucking beautiful places that I'll right. probably never, ever go back to. So it was like... That's the one thing I wish... It was I a wish good we, thing to just be like, yeah. I wish we'd have done more of that in Nepal. It seemed like we were always trying to get somewhere so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when we did stop, that was like, those are the parts I remember. Like, I'm, you know, the ride kind of starts to blend a little bit. And those times when you'd be stopped at a corner or something and waiting on some other people or just taking it in, like, the time that me and Darren and Brian stopped by that... Uh, by that waterfall and heard that you had gotten into the little uh fender bender i guess we'd call it oh yeah that was not a fender bender you're not fucking straight fucking head 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 on collision dude. yeah like just that was one of my favorite parts and you know then the uh i can't remember the guy's name the guy came was like yeah i think dan got into an accident so we waited for it but that's one of the most memorable parts just standing by that waterfall and taking it all in and just taking that moment you know yeah and then instead of just hauling ass and trying not to die. See, I did a lot of that out there. Did you? I mean, yeah. Maybe Someone I'm just thinking I want to go guy, back. The tail yeah, guy well, they would tell like, us that all the time. Like, no, on. we got to catch up. We got to catch yeah. up. It's like, oh, I don't want to. I want to extend it as long as I can. Yeah. Dude, I'm That stretch back. in Arkansas is badass, though. We need to meet in the middle. and. Oh, there's so much in Arkansas. So whenever we were sitting in the hotel room that morning, um, I was like, oh, these roads are named after a lumber company. Well, those are timber roads. Mm-hmm. Let's hit that shit. Yeah. Fuck, they were good. Yeah. So good. Well, the video we got, it, it shows a lot of how off-road I was, but I'm telling you what, man, that stuff back there, it was raining. It was so sloppy and nasty, and I'm like, I don't know how I didn't drop it. Yeah. Got I mean, the them. bike handles really it's fucking great. well, dude. It's great. It it's really great. performs. I mean. One thing I expected it to do that it didn't, was at low speed. So the handlebars were really far back and short for guys our height, right? So when you're standing up, it's really hard to operate the clutch and everything. So there was a couple times where I wish I had more clutch control and I just basically relied on my throttle control and that thing lugged through. I'm like, oh, I'm going to stall out and, you no, know, kind of. good. It didn't. It's good. It just kept putting it's through. It's good in low yeah. RPMs, like really. Yeah. I was even like the power down there. Like if, you know, if you're the like. The power in, down there is better than I heard it was too. Yeah, like. You know, if on the freeway something happens and I you got I got out. my phone out, you know, and I don't shift down and I yeah. get down real low, you fucking yep. twist that throttle and it just fucking it's an impressive bike. up, you know? It's an impressive bike. It really is, dude. That fucking, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience on other bikes besides my old one. So it's a pretty big jump. Yeah. But it seems to be a pretty fucking sweet motor. It's impressive. I think, I don't think that the, um... The aftermarket, as we touched on earlier, I don't think the aftermarket and the customizing potential has been even remotely. No, it hasn't. Like nobody's really done a lot. There are people doing some cool shit, but there's just not. I mean, Tortec's the only one that I've seen that's doing quite a bit of stuff. Really? They just did a tailpiece. But, you know, I think what's different about this bike and the customers that are buying this bike and will buy this bike, you know, they're they like that 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 brand, the you Uh know, the badge. 
the heritage, mm-hmm. you know, it's an American company and there's no American companies offering shit for it yet, yep. you know? And I think that for all the other stuff that all the other companies that have been making aftermarket parts for adventure bikes, there was no, that customer base didn't really care about that right. aspect. So there was, you know, not only is it cheaper to make it other places, but it was, you know, those people didn't really care didn't where the care. fuck it was no, made, you know? They just want different bag options and different foam mount options and a little bit yeah. of foot pegs. So now risers. I think that this new customer base, that <clears throat> potential yeah, I is strong. I agree. You know? It'll be cool to see what else happens with it. I think, you know, people were hesitant right out of the gate. Obviously. And the timing, too. You know, like there was, when it first came Walked out, right just clothing. having to get supplies. And yeah. people were having trouble keeping stuff in stock they knew they could sell. Yeah. So why are you going to go out and, like, Try some new shit that you're not really yeah. sure about. So, the, it was the timing was definitely. But weird. it was the best selling adventure bike that year, I think. Yeah, it their was. debut year, they outsold yeah. everybody else. I think impressive. last year it wasn't didn't do as good because, you know, it was the first year bike. You know, I love it how people the first were shocked. Year excitement. Well, people are shocked when there's like stuff that was wrong with it. You know, or like you know yeah. some kinks that have got to be worked through. You know, sure. like when you buy a brand new bike, it's like. You know, you buy the a first year phone model. You know, like as soon as they come out, like there's some bugs, oh cars you know? and like shit too. Anything, yeah. You know? really, you, like, like they, they was just you don't buy the first year of a new engine or a new transmission in a car. You know, because mm-hmm. let them work it out. Yeah, and Harley had new everything, and they bought it all the first year, and everybody was shocked that there were some issues. You know, yeah. it's like come on, you know. I I mean, I guess it's easy for me to say that because I had such good luck. I you mean, had great luck. I mean, I fucking put that bike through the fucking paces right out of the gate yep. i mean and it's fuck i could You're go definitely there not the average user fired up and no i bet there was some people that were hoping i wouldn't get my hands on something like that right? really like of course he's gonna fuck it up you know like yeah that's i'll the break fun it of riding though i'll definitely break it yeah and you i did break some and shit i fixed it then. yeah you know that fucking beer can's still on there from Tennessee. I know. <laughs> like four years and three years now. Where's your next trip? What's on uh, the horizon? Back to Texas. Next After bike that, trip. going to Daytona. Are you? You yeah. riding? Racing. No, tr- trucking out there. Yep. So it's in just a couple weeks. Sons of Speed. Go to Supercross. Doing a show with... Choppers Magazine and Harley. That's awesome, man. And then um, I may do some podcasts there. But I'm going to ride from there and meet my family in Key West. Perfect. Wife's flying out with yep. the kids. We're going to celebrate Brad oh, yeah. Daniel's birthday. Yep. Nick's going to roll with me. We're going to go hit the bridges. And Yep. Yeah. That's your brother-in-law that lives down there, right? My brother-in-law and sister-in-law. Yep. Yeah. Those awesome. Dudes, it's a good ride from Daytona. Yeah, I've never done it. It's Once definitely on my list. Miami. Yeah, it's on my list. For Have sure. you been like down Gator Alley or any of those? No, fucking... I've never been further south than like uh, Oca- Lake Okeechobee. Dude, That's there's a fucking road down there. I'm and this is no bullshit. There are fucking gators everywhere. Like literally right on the side of the road. Like you stop, take a piss on the side of the road, and then you can see there's gators. There's bears down there too, man. There's bears And they got in fucking, fucking pythons that stretch from one side of the road to the other, dude. dude what is going on in Florida? I was looking for one of those. Dude. I just moved my daughter to Florida. And I'm like, I'm not even worried about the people down here. There's just so much. <laughs> I'm like, I'm driving across state, and it's like, hey, beware of bears, and then beer, beware of gators. And there's like, where the fuck did I move her, man? Dude, I stopped and talked to a cop on Gator Alley, and, you know, I was like, I couldn't believe how many gators I was seeing. I'm like, dude, is this, like, normal? Are there gators and crocs in Florida? No. 
to skaters. You sure? I think there's a couple spots where there can be. I could be fully mistaken, but I thought there was a spot where there's both. A couple of spots. It's one of the few places in the world, but I don't know. Either way, fucking dinosaurs out there. But that cop was like, dude, when the sun goes down, watch out for the fucking pythons, you know? I'm like, I want Did you see that picture the other day where there was like a little, there was a little snake tail hanging out of this guy's ceiling? It was on Instagram or something. There's like a little snake tail this far. And they're like poking at it. And they poke so hard that three of the biggest pythons you've ever seen fall out. I'm talking oh, like, they look like they're 18 feet long. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. I'm and then they're just like, like the three of them are slithering to get back up into the damn ceiling. And he's, of course, freaking out. I'm like, yeah, where the fuck are you living that there's three pythons in your ceiling? Well, yeah. What do you keep it around your house to attract three pythons? Dude. So when I was growing up, I grew up on a farm like you did. And like... uh the black snakes. Oh, those are good snakes. Keep them around. Which I'm cool with snakes if I know they're there. If I don't know they're there, they'll scare the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. But I remember my dad was out of town once. And my mom, she wasn't so okay with snakes. There was a snake. The old man always made sure nobody messed with out in the barn. Keep the rats and shit down, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he found his way into the house. And, dude, she was so freaked out, you know, trying to get a hold of him on the phone and everything. I'm like, don't worry, mom. I'm like, Ted, you know, I got it. And I go down there and I fish it into a bucket upside down over the top of it and then i'm like you know 10 year old kid trying to figure out okay now how do i get this flipped over and a black snake will still bite you and it hurts like crazy finally get it flipped over and i put like you know what a piece of cardboard or whatever box or something over the top of it and take it outside throw it out day or two later my old man's still out of town he's back in the basement i'm like man I don't know what to do with this at 10 years old, but I had to do it all over again. I was, I was my mom's biggest hero so for about two days. Yeah. I used to, dude, there's a lot of copperheads where we live. So, yeah, I've killed, you know, when they're around kids and stuff, you got to get rid of them. Dude. Yeah. Those little sneaky bastards. Yep. They Lazy. They blend into everything. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Have you ever been bit by one? Not by a copperhead, no. You've been bit by a snake, though? Oh, yeah, numerous times. Really? Never anything poisonous. Yeah, huh. rat snakes and uh, black snakes, stuff like that. Yeah, garden snakes, all that kind of little. Dude, I got shit. bit by a like, fucking rattlesnake that was like a that rattlesnake big. that big. Those are the bad ones, they say. Yeah, I mean, luckily I had gloves on. Okay, didn't, so it didn't, didn't get you. Didn't get me, but it okay. fucking spooked the shit out of me. Fuck yeah, like, dude. It's stuck in my. So glove. my daughter went to college to be a wildlife. I don't know why we're talking about snakes, but. She went to school to be a wildlife biologist, right? Really? Like, she, so she calls, so that's why she's in Florida now. She's working like a dolphin. It's a great place thing. for that yeah. kind of So shit. she's like helping dolphins and like see wow, turtles and shit get healthy, like rehabbing all these animals. Well, I got a story Super about rad this. job. Okay. So she's in school like maybe last spring. I'm like, hey, what are you up to? She's like, oh, we're out catching rattlesnakes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, ha, ha. You know, she's like, no, really. We go out in these, um, I think it's the Mississauga rattlesnake. I could be mistaken. They're not exactly temperamental, like a timber rattler or a diamondback or something, but it's still a damn rattlesnake. She's like, mm-hmm. there's so many rattlesnakes in this field. Like, we step on them. What? There's just a spot near their co- the college she where, went to where? in northern Missouri, like close to Iowa. What the fuck? She's like, yeah, dozens and dozens and dozens. Like, we'll walk from the car to where we're picking them up. They pick them up, and they put them in this box, and then they put, like, a tracking chip in them. Okay. With a needle, right? Because so, just to study these rattlesnakes. Like, so you're going to college where they've got a bunch of teenagers and like early 20 year olds out there just catching rattlesnakes. She's like, yeah, we catch them, put them in a bag, put them in this box, put the chip in, we'll go turn them back loose. And people left and right are stuck. I'm not even kidding, stepping on them. 
she's like videotaping and like the friends walking through and stepping and yeah it's like good for you girl so dolphins right uh some guy so just somebody you might know yeah so right. just some random tell one of his customers uh like worked for the, or you know was in the in the navy they had a base down in fucking florida they training these dolphins to mm-hmm. fucking go out the bomb sniffers is that what they're doing yeah do way more than just blow yeah. up bombs dude yeah and then so they were getting to, to be like sniff out gold and shit right so they used them to go fucking treasure hunting yeah i love it successful really dude they fucking got all that gold out of there they retired a bunch of them split it all up now the dude's got a hell of a harley collection well good for him because of these dolphins that they fucking train really yeah and that's safe that's pretty good for them right yeah the dolphin to go find ship you know old pirate ship yeah Fucking what could be crazier? Damn, you need to tell your daughter. She's she's getting close. No shit, right? You know, like, hey, yeah, you been working with dolphins. Yeah. Got an idea. Yeah. You know those guys. Yeah. They pro- I mean, I don't know. You do one, do you do it again? Like, all right, we got this load. Do we go look for another shipwreck? Because you know they're out there. Yeah, that stuff's all protected and you're not supposed to mess with it. Oh yeah. fuck no. I don't know. That's just like all the criminals that make a big score, you know, like they make all these millions of dollars selling drugs and shit. And I'm like, man. If you could, could you just ever stop just there. stop. I had a, oh, this is a wild story, Dan. You're gonna love this. I sure. so I was working for I had a guy working for me years ago, but I'm gonna back up to high school. So I'm in high school. I don't remember what year, it doesn't matter. We all of a sudden we're on lockdown. The whole school's locked down. Like, man, what's going on? Like, oh, there's all these bomb threats around town at the courthouse and all this stuff with bomb threats, right? And like 20 minutes away, the bank gets robbed. Just out in the middle of nowhere, tiny, tiny town. But the way Missouri was set with their banking. Get him busy looking at other shit. So he goes, like, he gets all the, you know, the highway patrol and all the deputies and everything. They're all at the county seat. And then, like, 20 miles away, away from everything, he robs this bank. And the bank, the way the banks were set up was only certain branches would have big amounts of cash. And he hit the one, well, these two guys. So fast forward 20-something years later. I hired this guy, and he's like, I just got to let you know, I went to prison for robbing a bank. I go, really? Which bank was that? He's like, oh, the bank at Dutzow. I go, you're shitting me. (laughs) I'm like, tell me the story. So he, I, you know, there's some personal stuff that went on. You know, everybody's got some kind of justification. He's like, of course. We did a dry run at a Walmart a couple nights before we did the bank, you know, and he's like, it went off without a hitch. You know, there was no problems. So then we went, we did the bank. He's like, two weeks went by or a week and a half or something. We were, we were good. And the, his partner got cold feet. You know, he got nervous. Decided to turn, turn them in. Oh. So turn him in. Dude did 14 years for robbing that bank. And he, yeah. And I, you know, and he's like, I don't know, he, you know, like cleaned his life up. He wasn't really, I don't think, I think a kid was sick and he was trying to, you know, get money to get his kid, you know, his, wow. take care of some health stuff, I think was the story. But then, you know, he's like, you know, he's all apologetic and, you know, remorseful and all that shit. But then he kind of goes, but I ain't gonna lie to you. There ain't no Russian world like robbing a bank. And I'm like, I'm fucking, you know, David Allen Coe has that song. I love robbing banks. And I'm like, yeah, man. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. This guy works for you now? No, no. He, uh, so he learned, he learned to weld in prison and he, yeah, I don't want to talk. He, he just, 
He's a little rough around the edges. No. Yeah. The guy that little, the bank was? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, he was, you, you know, didn't see that one coming, right? Did you? But uh, he was I mean, a good worker. Cool you gave him a chance. You're like, all right. I'll, but you I'll know how they get stuck in their ways and everything? And there was some stuff he was doing that wasn't safe, welding-wise. Like, he'd go and cool stuff off in the, the shop sink. I'm like, you can't do that, man. You got to let that you stuff. Can't? No, you're not supposed to. Oh. Get that shit normalized. You can fracture, you know, you're... You're making it cool down too quick. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. so metal doesn't like that. It likes to kind of yeah, yeah, settle yeah. into itself, you know. Um, so, yeah, we just, he's been gone. Shit, he's been gone for probably 10 years now. Yeah, it's kind of, I'm not going to say meet a childhood hero, but <laughs> I kind of met a childhood hero. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool. Dude thought it through, though, and if, man, nobody yeah, keep, did, nobody did, keep the their they got tight. cold feet? Were they like getting close to finding him, or was no. it like? No, he's like, dude, they weren't gonna. They didn't. They had no clue. No clue. Stole a car. Got dumped the car off in a river or some kind of shit. Damn it! Like he's like, they had no clue who we were. What? Nothing. How could no that leads. guy that you hired not think about doing it again? I don't know, man. If you were able to do it, the thing is, though, like, how could you do it just by yourself and how like could you make find it somebody worth to it? trust? If you can't you trust know, anybody, man. Trust, yeah, you know. Like, there's one or two people in my life that I could tell anything. One's my son and one's my dad. That's it. It's good to have that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like any, I'm talking anything. Yeah. Like, where life-changing consequences, there's only those two And guys. your son's up there working with you now, yeah. huh? Yeah. He's kicking ass. He's very excited for that Pan Am to come in because I think he's kind of putting his name on it. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks he is. <laughs> I'm pretty generous, but... It might be ours, not his. Yeah, he like he likes those. He likes that bike a lot. Really? Yeah. He gets he wrote, ride. He gets ride mine. Yeah. Good. He's like that thing is violently fast. It's so fucking fast. He's like, he's so we have some fast bikes around our shop. You know, like fast, fast bikes. His bike's fast. He's got a hundred twenty horsepower Sportster. That's just breakneck fast. He's like that. Pan Am's the only bike in this building I won't pin. He's like it's. He's like I need to be a better rider before I do that. For real? Yeah. Yep. Might need some better brakes. You know, that is one thing I noticed, and I get it, the, the rear brake on that thing. So, you know, us just being chopper guys, uh, rear brake is always the first thing I hit. You know, mm -hmm. unless you're off-road and, you know, you, whatever. Or, you know, going into a corner, you know, just what whatever. If I got to use the front brake, I do. But the rear brake on that thing is very light. And I know that, like, sport bikes, most sport bikes, their rear brake is so tiny and small. It's really just to slow you down, not to stop you. Yeah. And I noticed that about the Pan Am. What do you, do you think... You know, so it's kind of, you got to shift gears for me, you know, going from dragging an 800-pound bagger or 900-pound bagger down does nothing. You know, you want as much break as possible. But on that Pan Am, I don't know that you'd want to mess with that. Did you ever have any, was there ever I any mean, time where you thought, deal. I wish that this the was this had more rear? bag on that bike worked better than any other They're bike great. I have. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like. 100%. It, I don't know that I'm, I did just notice, like, compared to the Dynas and FXRs and touring bikes, that rear brake is almost non-existent. I mean, it looks... But I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. just me kind of like, eh. The old Buells, they didn't... Their rear brake was about like that. It I mean, in the barely dirt, enough to slow you it'll down. lock up in the dirt. Yeah. So, and I used the front brake heavy on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just goes really fucking fast. Yes, it does. Like, I mean, it goes really It'll fast. slow down fast, too, though. And it, it does. I it mean, will. the fucking anti-lock brake system. crazy good. Did you use the yeah, anti-lock so, brakes in the dirt? Oh, it, yeah. They, it, they were the so mud. fucking good. In the mud, yeah. Take a turn. Come and do a turn way too hot. 
and hit that break and turn. It's insane. Yeah. Where I would normally just be locking up and sliding. There were numerous times. The I, there were numerous times where I'm like, oh, I'm going down this time, and I didn't. I didn't drop that bike once. I you guys. Started. So we did a YouTube video on it, and it just came out a couple of days ago. So we're doing a whole series on that trip down to your house and then riding home. And this, the most recent one just came out on our YouTube channel is the one that's got all the off-road riding on it. Mm-hmm. And you can see, like, there's times where I struggled to get up hills, and I was, like, leaning over so far. Um, and that bike just ate up everything you threw at it. It was cool. And you know, the only things, the only ditches I had about the bike are ergonomics, and that's just because I'm taller than average yeah, you know they, don't, not, they don't build bikes for you right or you they not that much shorter than me i mean what are you like six six eight six 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 you got like four inches on me you're a tall six two tall drink of water i am a tall drink of water dude. long I tall am, texan Remember well i'm song? excited that you're that you're gonna add something so to yeah that, dude we're doing it. it's all american made every everything we do is all american so there's a lot of um adventure bike parts out there for other brands and there's some for the harley how have you um, noticed the you know since the lockdowns like you know there's like this big revival or you know there's this Damn, look at this guy. What's up, Warren? You know, since since COVID, like, I was everybody's like, fuck, we got to buy American, you know, when all the shit got fucking sale. So, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of... Um, Keep going. I feel like there's a lot of people... I, you know how it is, dude. It's like 9-11. You know, these, these colors don't run, and let's all stand together. And, like, yeah. 20 years ago, everybody in America hates everybody. It's just fucking insane, right? So the same things kind of happened with COVID, I think. And the, you know, like when the 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 stockyards or the uh, the shipyards got shut down, you know, it got hard to buy stuff. It got hard to supply things. So what I the way I felt it was, I've always bought domestic materials. Well, all the people that were buying imported materials oh. buy like the truckload compared to my quarter of a truckload. You know, they're bumped in front of me now buying the domestic materials. So it's slowing us down. Prices go up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, that so that was the major kink for us was like all those bigger companies that are normally buying imported materials. They just jumped in front of us. Luckily, we powered through it. You know, prices changed a little bit, but not some of the stain. Some parts we make out of stainless, the, that stainless 17.4, it's conditioned to a certain uh, um, hardness. Seven times it went up seven times. <laughs> so if it was a ten dollar blank, that's a seventy dollar blank now. Like we, our axles were like a, ten bucks a blank before, you know, just like a cut blank. Now they're like sixty seven, sixty eight bucks. Before I even touch it, you know, and our our part, you know, we, our prices didn't go up that much. You know, we ate as much as we could, and it also made us focus on um, efficient Dialing machining. In. So like yeah. it used to be. The material wasn't the cost, the labor was. Now when you're at 70 bucks instead of 10, now the material major, so it's like you might do a little more machine work because that's cheaper than paying for the extra material. You get what I'm saying? So we changed a lot of shit up. Well, Warren, you just t- came in when we started talking about motorcycles again, dude. We were just what talking about fucking snakes. We are talking about fucking falling out of ceilings alligators. and dolphins finding treasure wrecks and shit. Hey, man, we, uh, we got, you see the alligator at the Iron Horse yet? No. We on one night. 
They're smoking what? They're right smoking now. one? Oh my god, dude. Alligator is amazing. No, we did not know that. How's crazy. it going upstairs, dude? It's, crazy. it's fucking wild. That's so cool. I can't, every time I go out there, I don't even make it to the stairs. Like, I just like, <laughs> it's like fucking just stopping and talking, and then I turn around and come well, back. Things are good, man. You got a, you got a boss right here. I know, dude. Yeah. Known Paul for years. I appreciate it. Long time, man. Like, so I told a story the other night about, do you remember going to, uh, St. Louis for that, the premiere of that, of Richie's yes. motorcycle film. Have I told you this story? No. <laughs> Who's Richie and what's his motorcycle? So Rich Phillips put out a, a movie. Rich Phillips, the sea guy? Yeah. Okay. He did a movie maybe, it's probably been almost 15 years ago now, huh? Oh, easily. It's probably yeah. more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So we were still. But wait, maybe it was El Diablo Days, so that might be right. Oh, seven ish? Yeah. I'm thinking. Remember what it was called? Free to wander? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, free yeah. to wander. You can still watch yeah. it on Netflix or Amazon. Yeah, it's still I out there. Rich a lot. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, Rich yeah. is a good dude. So the Milwaukee guys come down, and they were some Chicago guys, yep. and they did like a premiere at this, you know, kind of biker bar in St. Louis. Well, aside from other things St. Louis is known for, East St. Louis <laughs> is known for <laughs> Women taking her clothes off. So Perfect. we so we have this we have this, that's this where great the party. Movie premieres at? It's it's on it's on our side of the it's on the Missouri side. That's where the party started. Meanwhile, St. Louis is like the third biggest Mardi Gras in, in the world. Okay, behind like Rio and New Orleans, it's a big deal. But that was a little ways down the road from us. So we got so rowdy that the band quit playing because we had irritated them so much. So then we had free reign of all the band's equipment and the microphone. So we're just, you know, we're having a hell of a time. You hopped in the truck with us to leave, right? Yep. So I had a dually with a big bull bar in the front, right? <clears throat> and the route I normally take to get to the east side had Jersey dividers, big concrete, you know, stuck up. And then there was a van full of the Chicago and Milwaukee guys behind us. And I get stopped, and I'm like, oh, shit. And there's just all this Mardi Gras craziness going on all over the place. And I'm like, well, if I push this out, these Jersey dividers out of the way with my truck. <laughs> you can free keep going. Free, yeah. yeah, right to the titty bar. We're good. So I push it, and then the whole truck lights up with all this bright light. And he's like, yeah, there's a cop right here with a spotlight right on you watching you do this. And I'm like, well, we've already done the damage. <laughs> Let's go. So we went, the van follows us. We get over to the titty bar. I pay to get everybody in, you know, like however much money that would have been. I immediately get a phone call. Hey man, can you come back? My car got stolen from the bar. Oh my God. <laughs> so they had a great time at the oh, titty bar. I think I had to go get my buddy <laughs> take him home because his car got stolen. Every time we go to St. Louis, it's it's it goes hard it's man. wild yeah it's awesome it, it never disappoints yeah never disappoints. It's, there's an incredible chopper crowd in st louis really incredible chopper crowd it's amazing they don't give a fuck about instagram and social yeah. media and all that it's just like there's a few chopper clubs around and like them dudes like there was a party last summer we went to i mean a thousand choppers there man i'm talking chopper choppers too shovel heads and pan heads and everything's you know tall st louis style stuff and yeah, wow. that D-Rake. Yep. The D-Rake. Dude, yeah. St. Louis is a fucking cool place, man. It's really? gritty and it's it's fun and it's it's a lot like Milwaukee, honestly. Yeah. It just I would say Milwaukee's a little, you know, cleaner and nicer. St. Louis is a little more industrial. <laughs> I don't want to say it, but war zone-ish. But <laughs> which yeah, is weird to say because Milwaukee ago. is like I love Milwaukee, it was, it man. Cool. First time I ever came here was 25, 30 years ago. I was like, man, this is a great town. Yeah. It is. You know? It's clean and and I just mean clean, like there's not a bunch of shit on the streets and smog and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. it's not Kathmandu 
No, it's not oh, fucking boy. Catman, dude. Have you been to Catman, dude? <laughs> yes, I have. That's awesome. It's crazy, That's right? That's where the yeah. suits from, Catman, dude. I love it, man. You look great. You look oh. wonderful out there last night. Have Thank you told you. the story Thank about you. you guys getting them suits on the podcast yet? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I just wanted to pop down. I didn't mean to, to pop in. No, you, you know? did. I you wanted popped to come in. Somewhere. man. I got to go pee. We just did like an hour here, oh, man. Shit, it's fucking great. What do you think of the spot, huh? It's great. It's fitting, man. It's, this, yeah. this, the, the suit and the paisley tent or the paisley I mean, it's like a gypsy fucking tent <laughs> did you guys do something. this yeah i came it? in last night did my wife did all this Dude, she's amazing <laughs> i know she really is <laughs> she's like no i didn't <laughs> all right let's take a break dude all right, good shit. guys thank you so much thank you for tuning in paul thank you for sitting down with me in the dungeon or the, the green room of the raves the raves eagles ballroom green room Dude, it was a cool spot. I wish you guys could have been there to see it all. But you can see it. Go to Mama Tried Flat Out Friday's YouTube channel and watch this entire podcast in video form. Uh, go to mcshoptees.com and sign up now so you do not mix, miss next month's T-shirt. Our featured shop is Indian Larry Motorcycles out of Brooklyn, New York. Go to lowbrowcustoms.com. Check out dangerdancetalkshop.com. Go to motorcyclesherpa.com and sign up to go ride in Nepal with me this November. And always check out my buddy Knives Made by Nick. Love that motherfucker. Anyhow, let's... Fuck, let's get into the... Dude, this is like my third one this morning. It's starting to show. You guys have a wonderful fucking day, and I will talk in your ears next time. (laughs) 